0: Internet, so you are tuned into the Combat Jack Show. Show dot com. Actually, no, it's not the CombatJackShow dot com. It's combatjackshow.com. dot com. We got a brand new website thanks to Squarespace. Yo, Mena did a great job. Um, we don't have any monsters in the room. I, I need to crack a, a bottle of a, a can of Monster. You know, our friends of Monster sent us, and I'm feeling a little peaked. I need the diet monster. You know what I'm saying? My 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 throat is hard. Would you like a monster? I would monster? love
1: a monster. Can we get a,
0: two cans of monster, please? Listen, Internets, listen. That's been a long Y'all day. don't understand how excited I am. Like, Me, I too. Finally Me too. Me too, man. Well, don't blush. Don't okay, blush. Stop. But I finally got to meet my longtime radio crush. Oh, gosh. It's in the building right now. <laughs> internets, let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Miss Angie Martinez. Angie. <laughs> Now, i'm how, so happy
1: to be here man are you really i am because we've been talking about doing this for a while and then i didn't really want to be like can we please just wait till book because <laughs> yeah. i knew we were gonna have like an extensive conversation right. and i didn't want to like do it and the book comes out a month later right, and then right. you're like yo. but you can
0: always come back you yeah, can always come back again it's and it's
1: not the same the first one you the know what first
0: saying? one well you know, we
1: should have some content yo to you talk look about. good angie thank you man and
0: congratulations on the book my voice thank you i got a copy i, read I it. know
1: i'm so happy it
0: kept me very engaged
1: it's an easy read, right? It's a very
0: easy read. Yeah. Um it's very also inspirational in terms of Thank um you. how you fell into what you do and mm-hmm. you know just well we'll let you we'll let you tell the story. You know what I'm saying? So wait, 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 wait. Before okay. you talk about it. So the book comes out today, right?
1: Today is the day. Today's the day. May 17th. I May 17th.
0: How's it feel? And you have
1: to go get it. It's like a movie. You have to go week first weekend out to go see the movie. It's like the book. I don't know. I'm trying to learn how this book world works. Is
0: there pressure in like first week sales?
1: I think so, kind of. I mean for me, I'm like I'm long-term with it because I am I, excited about the actual what's in the book. But yeah, I think in the book world, like first week has, I don't know, I could be talking on my ass. I, I think <laughs> the first week has a lot to do with like lists and all of that right, kind of stuff. Right, right. So.
0: so how how did this book deal come about?
1: Um, It's so funny because I did a cookbook um like a year, a little over a year ago and a little more than that actually. So I was shipping it. I mean, I was shopping it a couple of years ago and I was going to all these like book companies. And nobody wanted it. They were like, well, "You're from the radio. What? You don't even cook. Like, what do you talk about?" Nobody wants a cookbook from you. But I really felt passionate about it. I'm like, nah, but I want this book. Like, I, I need. A, I not, not only did I cook, but I was somebody who grew up eating Latin food, and I'm always dieting because I'm always up and down. And I want these recipes. Like, I want this book for me, and it doesn't exist. It needs to be in the mm-hmm. world. It was like a passion project. So when I went out to shop, that everybody told me no. I wound up having to do it with some company overseas and partner with a chef who had a deal already." But in that round, one of the people I met was like, listen, I, I can't convince my sales team about this cookbook. <laughs> but we are like in we wanna be in the Edge Martinez right. business right. and we think you have an amazing story to tell. And if at any point you're ready to tell it. And I wasn't at that time. So I just was like, Yeah, okay, whatever. Fine. You'll see. I'm gonna <laughs> do the book without <laughs> you. But I really I connected with him and he right. and um and we stayed in touch and then it was time and actually Jennifer Lopez had just put her book out. Okay. He published that also, Ray at Celebra. Um and so that we were doing a book launch uh event for Jennifer and I saw him there he was like you ready and I had just left hot I was like I think I'm ready I think it feels like time and so um and so we did a deal and and they per- they're great it's like a perfect house for me you know how, what I'm saying
0: how intimidating is it though to write a book about your life story if you're not a, if you're not accustomed to writing
1: yeah you know what I think I was more of a writer than I ever thought right. You know what I mean? I think it was that wasn't the hard part for me. I mean, I definitely had some help. Like the publishing house was amazing, and was like, you know, made, the one the one note I kept getting from them is like, stop talking to people like they know what you're talking about. Like they know who these all these people are. Right. So it forced me to go in and instead of just saying, yeah, I was there with Busta and this and what, I had to be like, or Redman. I was telling a story about Redman. They were like, some people that might read this book might not know who Redman. It's a brand is. new audience. And so they forced me. Then I'd go back in and I'd rewrite it and I'd be like, okay. Red Man had Muddy Waters out at this time, yep. and, and it had just been certified, and he was popping in his own right, and he happened to be in the studio with KRS when I showed up. You know, I had to, like, then de- develop you it a little to, yeah, you bit more. to
0: explain to the outsiders. Yeah,
1: because I want more people right. to, you to know, buy the to book, buy the book right? want the
0: book to be bought.
1: So I think that that, I don't know, just made me a better writer. and um,
0: Descriptive.
1: Yeah, descriptive and, um, and putting myself in, you know, just... I don't know. It, it was an amazing experience. I went in. I was like, I'm just going to write everything, and then I'll just assess it after. Yeah, like, right. I don't want to worry about what anybody thinks. I don't want to worry about what my family thinks, my mother, my man, my kid, my coworkers. Which is a good
0: place to be because I find when you're in a creative zone,
1: you're
0: worrying about what somebody else is going to It's compromised. Think. It's, it's, yeah, you it's compromise, and it. you can't do yeah. that with your art.
1: No, I didn't want to do that. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to write this completely uncompromised and then
0: unfiltered
1: and I I gave myself the out I was like you know what just write it uncompromised and then if you don't if you're not comfortable edit you can edit right I'll just (laughs) go back and edit but the truth was once I got it all out I was just like I, this is my truth, and I'm okay with it. So, And it's, and like, it's, a, and it's
0: a good truth. I mean, I didn't see anything in it that was crazy. No, I crazy. mean, there's
1: some there's some parts, from what I understand from hearing some feedback, that a couple of people might feel a certain type of way, but it's not ever an ill intent. right? It, it, you know, my intent is not ever course, ill in that way. It's just about telling my story, and there are other people that play parts of in course. that story. And, and so. you
0: were honest with some people, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'm we'll sure we will.
1: I'm sure we will. So, I, I don't put it past you. So what I find <laughs>
0: amazing about your book um is that you know growing up in new york city yeah you were like a regular city kid you were into the music but you really didn't know what direction you, you wanted your life to go in mm-hmm. until you had some issues with school
1: yeah until my mother was like you know you're not gonna be you know a high school dropout right. and is, no that, direct... is that where you
0: were headed like
1: i don't know where i was headed i think i was just curious and and school wasn't doing it for me and i just was like i was just a curious kid so instead of if school wasn't doing it for me, then I was going to go out and see what they was talking about on the handball court. Right. If, if, if that wasn't popping out, you know, I, whatever. I think so. I just I don't know. I just wasn't focused on school and I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. And my mother just wasn't having it. She but was like, you know,
0: let me ask you, though, something yeah. back then, like even then, like cutting class and and, and and having like hooky parties, you weren't like scared of the repercussions or anything.
1: I don't know if I was like young and dumb. Or right. I didn't. I just was like curious. Like, I wanted to be, I loved just being in the environment of the music and hip hop. And if, so, if there was a hookie party and they were playing hip hop, I wanted to be there. Um, you know, I, no, I was young. I mean, do you? I, I mean, when you're 16, 17, you're like,
0: Whatever, right? You
1: ain't thinking about consequences and shit. You just living your life. You just doing what you want to do. So, when the
0: hammer came down. <laughs> yeah. And your mom shipped you to Florida, mm-hmm. like, was that the worst thing in your mind that could have happened to you? It was terrible. It was right.
1: like, yeah, I thought my life was over. Um, And then I got there and it was like, I didn't understand the music. You know, it was what, what was the music? It was like Miami bass. Right. You know, it was like. Uncle Two Luke. Live, Uncle right. Luke. And these they had these, like, Jam Pony Express tapes and. You know, no disrespect to it. I now I, I understand right. and I have a respect for it, but it's like at that point, I wanted to hear You're from New York. I wanted to. Exactly You're from fucking New York. What I was interested in is in, you know, Big Daddy Kane. Where's Rock Kim? Exactly. Yo, EPMD. I was, so son. I'm in this new city and nobody really dresses like me, yeah. nobody really likes what I like. like, they ain't up on the stuff that I'm into. So you were homesick. I was for absolutely homesick. Wow. And so um, you know, it didn't t- take me long to find other kids like me. Found like three or four friends that also had been shipped there like, like from New York, like a kindred spirit, right? And then I was like with four New Yorkers in Miami, cutting school, doing the same shit I did in New York.
0: But what happens there is you end up landing an internship, yeah. at a radio station, mm-hmm, at Power ninety six. Power ninety six. Mm-hmm. What, what what was the format and what, what did you do?
1: It was a dance station. Okay, my more mo- dance, right? But yeah, my mother was the music director. Um, that's what brought her to Miami. Right. That, that was the job she got.
0: So uh, you had radio in your blood in a sense.
1: Yeah. So yo, absolutely. Right. She, um and so I think she just was trying to help me find something to mm-hmm. do and keep, make sure I didn't get out of, you know, keep me out of trouble. So she had got me an internship and I kinda, I thought it was dope. Like I, I didn't really, the music wasn't really my thing, but I liked the energy. I liked, you know, going to events with the DJs and I don't know, just, you know, I liked the energy of right. being in the radio station. Right. um And then like when I was 18, so two years later, I moved back to New York and I still was like, okay, well I had this internship now let me try to get one in new york right and so i went to Seven, which at that time was a dance station too so um so i was there like at the beginning before they were even a hip-hop station
0: did you have aspirations of getting on a mic at the time
1: i didn't know what i wanted to do right. i thought maybe i would want to be a program director okay. because Why? You know, because you know they were starting to be conversation about a hip-hop station right and maybe we could play hip-hop more and you know there's only a matter of time before a full-time hip-hop station comes and I, that was exciting to me.
0: The conversation.
1: That, yeah, the right. thought of that. Like, wow, that could be ill. You know because, what
0: because up until that point- It was you, none. We, there was none.
1: No. Okay. It was none. Isn't that crazy That's to even crazy. think about that? That's crazy. Um, And so, I mean, it was weekends. Right. You know, you had to of wait course. for the weekend. Or you right had to alert, listen Mr. to Magic. Thursday nights yep. to Stretch and Bobito. Yep. You had to you had to make an appointment to get your hip hop. Right. It wasn't like, I just put it on and there's whoever. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. So- um. You know, I I happen to be at the right place at the right time. And so being a PD, my mother was like, okay, well, if you have interest in being a PD, you need to learn every element of radio. Right. So I did.
0: So she was grooming you in a sense to become a program director.
1: Kind of. I mean, she just gave me that advice. She was like, well, if you you really want to be a PD, you should learn the sales department, the street team, the this, you know. And so I did. I worked in every single department. I interned in all these departments because I thought maybe one day I'll be a PD. Who knows? And in that process is when I kind of found my way. To programming right. and to on air and running the boards and then standing next to Flex and being like, oh shit, I could talk on the mic too. Now it's amazing because you, <laughs> you were
0: talking about like they were you you overheard a lot of people talking about who they wanted to bring on, like as a flagship DJ for Hot ninety seven, the new rap format. Yeah, and Flex's name kept coming in with other DJs names, but uh-huh. you were familiar with Flex because you had seen Flex at. Yeah, Club,
1: Club Two thousand. Club you
0: used to hang out at Club Two
1: Thousand? <laughs> Isn't that good? Yo,
0: Angie, yo, Club Two Thousand, yo. Club
1: Two Thousand. Yo, a
0: lot of niggas don't know about Club Two thousand. A lot of B. things
1: I know that a lot of people don't know. What?
0: Yo, <laughs> Club Two thousand was in the cut.
1: You know who was doing Club Two thousand too? Desiree. From Rock Nation was like a word? running Club Two thousand. She you, I believe she hired Flex to to be the DJ. Was it like there? also
0: like Mecca Audio? Weren't they doing
1: something there too at the Mecca, time? I just yeah. it was
0: like it was a dangerous place, but it was so fun. I've
1: been to many dangerous I, clubs I imbri- in my life. If you
0: say Club Two Thousand, I know.
1: And I, and, I, and I had no reason to be there. I, just, I wasn't getting paid to be there. A lot there of li- people
0: didn't have reason to be there. I was just there because I loved it. I was happy <laughs> to be was in the raw. Yeah. But, but you had seen Flex and you knew that he was the one. So you no, started, I knew he was official. You started mm-hmm. advocating for him to be there? I think sense. it
1: was kind of like there wasn't a lot of, you know, it was a dance station, so there wasn't a lot of people, you know, of the culture in the building at that time. So when they did talk about bringing him in, it wasn't necessarily, I was a kid. It wasn't right. like anybody gave a shit about my opinion. Right. But in a sense, they did, too. In a kind of a weird way. Like, she's one of the hip-hop kids. Ask her what she thinks. You know what I mean? It was kind of like in that type of way. I don't think in any way did I sway or, you know, make them hire him. But I was excited. I made the right choice. I was like, yes. He's... At Club 2000, is <laughs> popping.
0: It's the most official, grimiest club in yeah, New York. Yeah, like
1: the other DJs they had, they were like, you know, I mean, no disrespect to any of them, but it was like MTV DJs, right. like you know, like Scribble. Right, right, right. No disrespect to Scribble, but I'm just saying, there was nobody that, like, that was at Club that was 2000. Coming, that was
0: coming from the earth that we was coming that
1: from. That was coming from the New York streets, clubs, yeah. hip-hop, like, you know, playing, you know, bringing back records and doing you, all of that shit. You know?
0: know, one thing, if you can... Best describe it because you were there from before the switch. Mm -hmm. Like, can you describe that the first day that they made that switch, from like dance to hip hop?
1: Not really because it was gradual. It was gradual. First, it was like we're gonna try. Let's put in this, you know, and it was the safe ones. Mm -hmm. It was like let's try these like naughty by nature type of records and see this and try to (laughs) keep half one foot in the dance world so we'd still they still be playing like C and C Music Factory and like you know Marky Mark. You know, bunch Funky Bunch, K Seven, <laughs> wow. like those type of dance records. Right, right. But then they would throw in like a, you know, Black Sheep, Right. or like a um, House of Pain. Right. And, I
0: remember know, Tribe. They played a lot of Tribe. Tribe
1: was yeah. Then so then they start and then and it was just it started working. And even then in, in that process too, like the old regime was still there, so mm-hmm. the da- the dance jocks were still there. Right. And they were tight. They weren't thrilled. I they, mean, ain't... I wouldn't have been thrilled if somebody came in and tried to switch formats right. on me. Right. So um yeah so that it was a slow process, and people fought it and um but it just kept working, and the ratings kept getting better and then, when Steve Smith came in, um he was the new program director they brought him in, they just kind of were like, You know what we're gonna go
2: 100%. we're gonna we're
1: gonna lock in, we're gonna yep. really do this, and we want you, we think you could be be good on the air but the only way you're going to get good is if you're on every day. Right. So do you want to do overnights? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I just want F- in. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 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 and, so, um, and so that's how I got, you know, that was like my right. big break.
0: Talk about the early days with you um, helping Flex and how were those days?
1: Um, I just was like happy to be in his presence right. and happy to like see this all happening. It's happy to see because he came in already like focused. Right. If I could, in a weird way, I don't know how he would have been so focused, so young, and so like at the beginning of something. But he came in on a mission. Like he wasn't there like messing around. He right. came in with jackets and promo and the tunnel, team and flex the, and all. Like, of that. Yeah, right. he was really came Organized. in to make some to, right. to make it happen and to make it work. And so I, that was I was in awe of all of that. And so I learned a lot from him about just the business and and, and all of that. So I just was like a sponge at that time.
0: But what's amazing is you talk about how during those early days flex didn't want to talk like you know flex loves to run his mouth now yeah. like he loves to talk but back then he didn't want to talk right
1: yeah because it was like a weird thing. he just wanted to dj right. he's like a real dj at heart you know so he all he wanted to do was dj he didn't want to crack the mic and then he had to be like listen you got to be on the radio you got to crack the mic so he started talking to you so he would talk to me right because he did, he was nervous he'd right. be uncomfortable right. so he'd be like oh right inch and i'm like yeah flex sure
0: and that's you know that's what brought your voice. Like, And that's when I that's, started to get okay. comfortable on the radio, standing next to him. So mm-hmm. how was it once you really got your slot? Like how excited, how nervous was it? I was, was terrible it? and what? I was
1: nervous and I was like, I didn't know what it was going to be. and But none of us did. We didn't right. even know if that format was going to work. We didn't know if this was going to be like six months and then they're going to go back to dance. Like none of us knew. It was just like an opportunity and you jump in and you try your best and you see what happens. And lucky for us, it worked like in a big way.
0: When did you realize that, that you actually started finding your voice
1: well that was like much later right. it took me a while I think I was just looking for it right trying to figure out what my position was you know just looking for it and probably not until like like way in the afternoons right after I had to make after some got, changes right. after I got beat up a little bit mm-hmm. after I had to start, start to get a little thick skin right. and learn to deal with criticism and
0: you didn't you didn't like criticism at first
1: nobody likes criticism but you need it right because it helps you grow because it helps you learn how to stand your ground what would you hear what are, are things that you would hear anything like what's she doing what why who is she she's whack she's whatever <laughs> anybody can say anything all day they right. still say it to this day i posted something yesterday i was looking at the comments i was like y'all motherfuckers are miserable like, <laughs> i'm just out here trying to work like i don't know what is your problem but even still back then there's always noise there's right. always people there's yeah, always, always opposition always, yes. And I think if you don't have that, you don't get a chance to number one develop some thick skin, but also number two, learn how to stand your own ground and who you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because people get wobbled by that.
0: There's there's this one. Now that you bring that up, there's this one incident where with the with the with the with the van with the with the with the truck. Yeah. Right? And you had to. Can you tell us about that? This is the first yeah, time that, that, that you like really early, have. To stand. I wasn't on the air yet. I right. was
1: just working on the street team. Right. And I took the van home um because i had been you know pushing three i was doing like three shifts back to back driving these dj's around like whatever they wanted me to do i did it and i was not i wasn't sleeping i was doing clubs i was still going to community college trying to do that um and so i kept the van home and you weren't supposed to do right. that they were like firing people at the time for that like it
0: was strict like no like Zero you cannot tolerance.
1: like street team members cannot take the van home right. it has to go back to the lot by the way the lot was disgusting
0: <laughs> rats and shit
1: rats shit everything. <laughs> Rats and shit <laughs> it, they used to store you know the hot dog vendors they used uh, to store the vending the hot dog things in there so right. it would be like hot dog dirty water yeah. on the floor it's smelling
0: like a body next nah, to a was, body it
1: was <laughs> horrible right it's old so, new york this is old New York, yeah, right. So then I would, I would have to park in there in the middle of the night, go home, and I was like, you know what? I just took the van home, right? And um, and I got caught because I got a ticket, and I almost got fired. And I'd say in the book like that could have been it. I wouldn't have had were, a career. They were
0: arguing. You were in a in a meeting, and they were arguing about your fate
1: in like, front of me, like right. I didn't matter, right? And I was just sitting there, and I was just so like, I don't want to say timid, but I was so grateful and so like open to opportunity, you know, like bright eyed, bushy tail, that I kind of just didn't ever talk back to anybody right, or right, anything right. like that and then i don't know something about sitting in that room watching people talk about me after i knew i had been busting my ass i i something about it just it's i don't know something clicked and i was like hold up hold up like y'all not gonna just be talking about me like i'm not sitting right here and not have been you know with all due respect right, with all due respect Uh, but y'all are not
0: gonna spill my blood
1: yeah and in front of me and I have no voice here like first of all none of you in this room have even asked me why I took the van home how about that how about about enough respect for me as a human being somebody who busting her ass around here to even ask me what happened and so I got a little hostile and not hostile but you know i stuck, Agre- my, I stuck my chest out a little bit yeah, you right you said it
0: with your chest
1: and they were like oh, okay well let us meet and we'll bring you back in or whatever <laughs> and, and and to her credit judy ellis who was the general manager who's just this dope little feisty lady she she was like the next day she was like yo i i, I, was, I was like really proud of you really? you know what I'm saying like she, <laughs> and it made me feel good and she was like i'm not gonna fire you it's just like you know but um just don't take the van home i was right, like right, okay don't... but it it, it, it I don't know, you know, those moments, I share a lot of those specific right. moments in the book because I do think it takes time to find your own voice and to be confident in it.
0: And to apply it.
1: And to apply right. it because you have to, because right. you will get eaten up alive of out course, here if course. you don't. Not to say you need to be arrogant, you need to fight every battle, you're not to that, but you, know, you need to know what you stand for, you need to know what matters to you, and you need to be able to like, you know, use your mouth, use your voice when you need it.
0: I didn't know. Like, I've, I've known. It's so funny
1: you picked up because I think I've been talking to people and a lot of people, we've been talking about specific things in right. the book. But really, the overriding theme of it really is finding your voice. It's like there's so many parts of my career where I, I, I had to learn yeah, yeah, that. Exactly. Was, yeah. The book is called My Voice. Right? I know, but huh? <laughs> but I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you got that. I'm glad you felt that. You know,
0: I, 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 I'm amazed at, at his contributions with records, particularly with Fuji's and, 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 and Nas. But I didn't know how instrumental Salaam Remy was in, in the early days of Hot 97.
1: Oh yeah, and well, and and yeah, he was a g- good friend to me, and right. he was also a good friend to Flex. Right.
0: What what was he? What was his role there?
1: He used to call him the overseer right. back. Um, so, um, he used to call him Salam the overseer. I think. Um, Flex had also had a good relationship with Salam's dad, Van, okay. and Salam really just would be there to like hold Flex down. You know, he used to like t- write down all the songs he played to give him a lot. I think he was just like his boy i don't even i'm not even sure what he had
0: like a role in i don't even know if he had a role i don't know if there was any
1: type of financial interest i don't know what all i know is that he used to always be with flex he was holding flex down while he would hold flex down? he'd be in the studio with me right
0: because he started holding you down
1: because then he would start holding me down and so we built our own friendship and salam and i are we have like similar like asshole sense of humor yeah like dry (laughs) (laughs) like dry and Uh, uh, stupid and snarky you uh, know what i mean so we we just vibed right away and um, and became good friends. Yeah.
0: So so you had Battle of the Beats yeah. on, on your slot, right? Uh-huh. Um, and Lauren
1: Salam, yeah, Salam helped me came up with the name for that.
0: Which is crazy. And how popular was that, like the Battle of the Beats? Because these these cats right now don't really know no, what that is. No, it was is. a big deal. Right,
1: it was a big deal. Um, you know, I it was you know you were two breaking new songs. You were we were two, breaking artists. Right. We would we would get a list of all the new songs that would come out, and then we would like just. Pick two, right. put them up against each other, and see what happened. But people were like so invested in it; they used to call and and complain when they didn't like the winner, and it was just like people got so. Fun. It's like when you sit around in the cipher and talk about who's your favorite top five. Right. Everybody starts arguing. That nigga's your top. Yes, five. Yes, always he's like in my top. People five. just get so and so. <laughs> that was the that's what Battle of the Beats. But did. back
0: then, though, it was more at stake because to be on the Battle of the Beats, yeah, it was like win, it prime was like, time. It was your, it was it was like the difference between yeah. Buddy, go back to the studio or you in the game.
1: And keep in mind, most of those artists were from New York. Right. Because that era, most of the hip-hop was coming of course, out of, of New course. York. And then you got to be on the big hip-hop station in right. New York. And so, yeah, it was a big deal.
0: You talk about how, you know, one of the records that stood out was... Um, in my lifetime, by Jay Z, mm-hmm. and how he had was winning consistently.
1: Yeah, he told me later that he that he had everybody. They had everybody that they knew calling.
0: <laughs> really? So the game, the game was rigged. <laughs> they they must have known a whole lot of. motherfuckers. Might,
1: I'm sure they weren't the only ones yeah. that was doing yeah. that, by the way. But yeah, but he stood known. out. Like
0: you saw something. Like in like particularly but when yeah, you how,
1: met. How could you not? Right. First of all, it just he just sounded like something
0: so cocky.
1: Just sounded like something. You know what I'm saying? We're not really. I don't think I really was like so brilliant and that i could see what his future would right. be but i was just like this sounds like something right and then when they showed up their presence and their presentation what was that
0: first meeting like can you can you walk us through that because damon his big head was there i so. mean
1: damon alone is is a movie <laughs> right especially then yes he was they never changed no but he was even more of a movie yeah you're right though he never he changed. never changed um he just was a movie. He would show up with these bottles, and you know they had the buggy eye Benzes with the rock with the Rockefeller logos on them, and they were, you know, he was ca- cocky and arrogant and funny but likable. Right, right, right. And um, you know, it just felt like it felt like a movement. It felt like something was happening with these guys. How were
0: your early conversations with Jay? Because one of the things that we all marvel at is how you guys built such a flourishing relationship over the years.
1: Yeah, I think they're exactly what people think they are. Yeah. I think Jay is super like you know everybody knows he's super smart mm-hmm. but he's also like he just is like a real person and if you are real with him I think that goes a long way yeah. and I think we've always had that kind of thing since the beginning um and there's there was always like a mutual respect right. so um and, and honestly I can't lie like he he's been consistent with me throughout like That's dope. you know you you know, of course he's had, I've seen him at every stage, you know, we've interviewed You've seen him at every At, every, at pretty right. much every stage and at no stage has he ever fronted on me right. You know what I'm saying, I acted weird, he's never Because
0: a lot of artists when they get to a certain level they Which they, by
1: the way is understandable because right. sometimes you need a time to adjust Right, Sometimes it's you're not lot. used to all the fame, you're right. not used to all the attention You're not used to the lifestyle and sometimes people get a little weird moment I gotta say, in all the years that I've known Jay, I've never had a weird, weird moment. moment. Right. I've never like seen him somewhere and been like, "Who's that guy?"
0: Right. right. <laughs> you know, like, what I'm saying like, like, "Who are you?"
1: And I'm not, you know, I don't know his interactions with everybody else, right. but mine went. And I, I appreciate that so much about people. Um, and so that's one of the things that I think there's like a, gen, you know, a genuine kind of like just admiration, right? For um, and so yeah, it just was that. It just was, you know, just a respect. I mean, there's the thing is is the weird thing is I have that type of relationship with a few people in right, the business. Of I know people that tend to like resonate and want to know about mm-hmm. that one because he's Jay Z. Right, but you know I have a similar relationship with with Salam. Mm-hmm. I have a similar relationship, you know, um, with a lot of people. With right. you know, what I mean, I could go down a list of people that you probably don't care about. I mean, as much as a Jay Z. That's true, but <laughs> you know maybe what I'm not me. Yeah, it just have, Jay happens to be you know, at the top of his game the gra- and he's, rapper know. alive, right? right. So I know that that's interesting, but, um, he's just good people. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think, um, I think that's what was, th- that was the basis of it.
0: One of the things that comes out in the book is how much fun y'all had at Hot 97 back in the day, because yeah. it was freestyle. It was, there was no rules. It was like, you know, you broke who you wanted to break. And it was like, can you talk about that freedom there at the time?
1: Um, yeah, man. Don't don't
0: take the van home, but other than that, like
1: Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was kinda like I don't think 'cause any I don't think anybody knew. Right. I don't think anybody it was like throwing shit at the wall to see what would stick. Right. And and I think so we had the luxury of that, which was so dope. Um but I don't think anybody knew. And honestly, there wasn't like it wasn't like we had a hip hop general manager and a hip hop program director, so they could be like, nah, you shouldn't do that. They didn't know. Right. So they'd be like, That's what Flex wants to do? Okay. That's what you're supposed to be. Okay. You know, so so we kind of. So you
0: guys were leading. We were like leading. You were leading the charge.
1: We were leading the charge. Right.
0: Do you miss those days? Because radio's changed so much.
1: It has, but I'm not someone to miss days. Right. That was dope, but there's dope stuff about now. like You know what I mean? I feel like I have a lot of, I feel like I am more secure in my own voice and my own, and and things I want to do. And I'm also aware of like this whole big world of opportunity and, Whereas before, it was I was just kind of in the moment. Now I could kind of look around and see all the options. You and can like, think, yeah, I could think a little and you bit clearer,
0: strategize. And, and yeah, you exactly. Right. It's just
1: being more seasoned than yeah. being well, this. There's, there's a benefit to that, of and there's an, there's something I enjoy about that too. So it's not like oh, I wish I could still be back in those times right, right, right. because there's also a benefit to having those experiences and being able to use them now and execute them now.
0: You talk about how radio back then really was Twitter. Like, like radio in the 100%. 90s was like, like how so?
1: Well, shit, uh, we didn't, um, that was it. That was it. Right. With the, how we get Twitter now, we, we go to Twitter in the morning to see what was popping, who said what about who, and blah, blah, blah. What did you do that then? You had to turn you the radio on. You had to turn on. the radio on. There was no Twitter, right. so it was like, who was at the club last night? What happened? Oh, there was a fight. Let me turn the radio on to see if they talk about it because that's the only place I'm gonna get this news.
0: There's a new disc record, like you know.
1: Yes. That's crazy. It's, that was all. There, that's that that's was it. like
0: when you say that though, I, I I remember that because I remember like incidents where we would all we would just stop everything that we was doing. Yeah. Just like how we would be on our timelines right now, we would just Damn. stop and, and listen to the radio, man.
1: Yeah, when there's like a hashtag or when a meme a hash- that's going <laughs> yeah. Everybody just stops and and, and and goes around that. And that's how it was Yo, with the Yo, could you
0: imagine the takeover ether thing? In no, the I don't know. Twitter. Uh, and I swear, Twitter I don't Twitter would know. would fucking break.
1: I don't know. That I, and it's funny because when I was reading, I'm doing the audio book now. So I'm like reading <laughs> it. I'm reading it back. And I'm looking at how quickly Jay bounced back from right. from ether, right?
0: Or even Nas. Like he took time. Both. Yes.
1: Nas took time, Right. But well, how both of them kind of bounced back from that, but Jay especially, because that, you know, that was an L that people didn't see coming, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but the the fact that he was able to bounce back so quickly, I don't know if this, in this day, it would have been that easy. You know what I'm saying? That Meek the, Millie? Because everybody Meek got... Millie? <laughs> I mean, we talked about that in the comparison yeah, a lot. It's yeah. a different day. A different you know day, what I'm saying? Man, that, yeah. But you just have to, you just have to have a different strategy, course, that's all. Of course, of
0: course. Talk about um, your relationship with Tupac and how he called you out of the blue, particularly during this whole East Coast, West Coast stay.
1: Oh, man. And
0: how, how how you know, that was that was like a turning point for you.
1: It really was. Right. Because when we talk about, like, finding my voice, yeah. that was the first time I, f- I felt Hold like...
0: Up, I'm trying to find my voice. Let me
1: crack this. Crack cannon. that monster. Monster. Oh, and look at that.
0: Shout out to my people over at Monster. Hold on for a second, Angie. Yeah,
1: no, carry on. That looks Let me have some of Ah, have so refreshing. Something. Now I feel... Energized and alive. ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's second let's, second go half. Take take that
0: sip, Angie. All right, take that to the head. Entertain the people <laughs> yeah. while I do this. There you go.
1: That's good. Cool and refreshing. That's actually really good. I can't <laughs> lie. What is this?
0: This is uh, tw- I don't know what flavor is this. It's this is the green flavor.
1: You don't even know what you get. It's me? the green
0: flavor. It's green. That's what all is, you need to know. Is that like, when you go does that mean st-
1: melon or lime? No, like, when you go to the that? store, let
0: me get the green one. That's what you asked for? Huh? Is that like green it's the original, apple? It's the original. Oh. It's the original. Perfect. You like that, right? It's tasty, right? Imagine this with like a couple of shots of something like vodka or something in there.
1: Yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah. This is actually really enjoyable.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, carry on.
0: Shout out to Monster. So anyway, <laughs> hey, yo, internet this episode of The Combat Jackson was brought to you by Loot crate L O O T crate C R A T E Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get 4 to 8 items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure to head to lootcrate.com/combat COMBAT and enter code COMBAT COMBAT to save $3 on any new subscription. Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share the experience and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. Listen, I just got some, um, I just got the illest like horn, like a horn, like a cow horn that you could put beer and alcohol and juice and milk in and just drink it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's like, uh, and I think that from what I understand, it's part of the whole uh, Game of Thrones rollout. So I got a motherfucking, fuck your mugs. Fuck your martini glasses, nigga. I got a fucking horn that I'm going to be carrying around with me from from club to club right now. When y'all see combat, I'm combat horn. Anyway, man, listen, Loot Crate is more than just a subscription service, and they guarantee $40 plus value in every crate. Sometimes it's a lot more. Every month there's a different theme, and all items are curated around that theme. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, The Legend of Zelda, Game of Thrones, and many, 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 many more. I missed, I'm so mad that I missed out on the Daredevil beanies. They got the Daredevil, like, reversible, like one side is Daredevil and the other side is the Punisher. Fuck, that's amazing. The onslaught of big summer blockbusters makes May the perfect time to celebrate some of pop culture's unstoppable, unrelenting, and unbeatable characters and objects. We got something you can carry, something for your kitchen, and a cool figure to go with our monthly tea and pin. Featuring two Marvel items plus Warcraft and Dragon Ball Z, no one, no one crate should have all this power. Internet. Remember, you only have until the 19th of May at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Finito. Go home. So go to lootcrate.com slash combat and enter promo code combat to save $3 on your new subscription today. And now back to the show. Pivotal point with you and Tupac. Yeah. And how like you became the voice of.
1: Oh, what I was saying is like in that moment, I realized,
0: uh-oh. What happened? happened I realized,
1: uh uh-oh, I could, if I mess this up or if I say the wrong thing, this could actually matter. Right. Before that, it was like, you know,
0: say whatever I want to say on the
1: radio. Who cares? Nobody cares. And isn't,
0: isn't it crazy like when you have your voice and you're discovering your voice, I think most of us, we're kind of careless with it. We're trying to discover, we're trying to figure out the leaps yeah. and bounds and the boundaries. And then something happens and it's like, oh shit, I really have to be more responsible.
1: Mm-hmm. I have to be responsible. For, for, for what I say. But it's also empowering because it gives you the hope that you could actually use your voice in a good way. Right. So it's like scary, but then it's also like you feel empowered by yes. that. Like, oh shit, I could, you could actually. Push.
0: You could push things.
1: Yeah, I could try.
0: So, so what happened with Tupac? Like, he gives you a call.
1: Yeah, I didn't know him. I had never met never him. Never met him. Never met him. I think when he was in jail, he used to hear things about, hear me on the radio. Right. And so, um, you know, later he had sent me a letter and, and told me that me not, that I never dirtied his name on the air.
0: Because um, a lot of people were? At think? that time, yeah. Because we felt the weird way about Tupac shitting on.
1: On Big, yeah. On
0: Big, and then New York, in a sense.
1: Yeah, and so so did I, to right. an extent. But I just didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't focus on that. Right. I still thought it was, you know, I still thought it was terrible when he got shot. and You know what I'm saying? Like he's a human being. Right, like. of course. But I didn't know how to feel about it either. So when they called and asked me if uh, I wanted to be in his video, I, I said no. Because? Just because cause, just cause I didn't want to stand next to that. Right. I do not know what, what he was standing for. Right. It was noisy. It, it was, was hostile. It was negative, man. It was a volatile time. And I was like, I don't really want to stand next right. to you right now.
0: Which is smart, though.
1: And so then. It's real uh, smart, Angie. Uh, well, you know, I also had to be in these streets. Right. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't even want to. <laughs> I not even, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I. Um, you smart. <laughs> I, you smart. So I said no to, to the label person right. who called me about it. And then they called me back and they were like, okay, uh Pac wants to know if he could call you himself. I'm like, yeah, fine. I don't care. And so he called and, um, and he was like, so what, what's, why you feel like that? Like what? I don't got no beef with you. How am I? And then he started going on. How am I going to have a beef with a whole city? And he was like. I just liked him right away. Like, the way his delivery, like, he was funny, but he was also, like, super smart. Right. And so I was intrigued, like, wait a minute. But did
0: he not really realize, like, how polarizing his shit was? Of course he
1: did. Okay. He was so smart. Right. But he could talk his way around anything. Right, right, right. So I was like, well, people haven't heard you say that. If you're saying people are taking things wrong, then you should come up to the show and let's do an interview. And he was like, he was shooting a movie. So he's like, now nah, you got to come to, L- I'll do it, but you got to come to LA. I'll fly you. I'll take, you know, whatever. i take all the expenses. Just come out. And I just said, okay. Um, And so I went and, you know, and then he was, said all kinds of crazy shit he that would, if I would have brought it back and made it worse. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not here to make it worse. Right. I'm here because I was really desperately trying to make it better. Right. And you
0: wanted to give him a platform where he could explain himself. Yes. And clearly, some of the things and- he
1: said were amazing and like, groundbreaking and smart and then some of the things he said were like awful and like insightful like just like he was trying to incite a riot like i don't know what was going on with him (laughs) and also i was you know i was in his house it wasn't like i had him on my terms you know people are always like well why didn't you get it you know even when i did this bird man why you ain't get it i'm like i'm in that man's house house, like come on man you get a certain amount of respect you have for somebody in their home right Uh, i'm you know so I'm in his house. All the outlaws are there. I'm, you know, by myself. I got like one guy with me that I don't really know that well. He was like Ed Lover's friend who lived in L.A. was there with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right.
0: I. There's a lot going on. He
1: was, and he was, they're smoking weed. He's fired up. He's talking shit. And he just, um, he said a lot of things that I thought would have made it worse.
0: So you get back, you have this interview right now. Yeah. And you get back and everybody's looking at you like, yo, she's got the juice right now. Like people were kind of, nervous of what information you had. Yeah. Like internally it. at the station and externally also.
1: Yeah, so I had to make a decision. Right.
0: And what was the decision?
1: Well, I think everybody knows what the decision is. People are still like cursing at me online every single day about it.
0: How so? Where's the
1: Tupac interview? Drop the Tupac interview, bitch. Like, the, 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 <laughs> wait. wait <laughs> did
0: the interview not make it at all?
1: No, I only aired like I aired like 12 minutes of right. the two and a half hours. Right. Yeah, so um yeah, but I talk about in the book too how I felt about that and I also talk about having a chance to kind of talk to him about it after Right. right. Um, and having that like one last interaction with him before he got back on a plane and went to Vegas and everybody knows what happened there um, so it was like a very short blip when I look at the whole history of my career in terms of time but it was so powerful and it meant so much to me for so many reasons number one I learned number one I took a stand a stand in how i dis- how i was going to choose to use my voice right. and my platform. Right. And you I- weren't good,
0: you meaning you were not going to be censored? You weren't going to be bullied in a sense?
1: Oh no, meaning like yes, this could be a huge interview and i know some people like you got to put it out. I went with my own guts right. because i needed to sleep at night and i did w- what i felt i thought was the right thing and i'm so happy that i did. Um but also you know just in terms of how you respect people and so, yeah, so I didn't air it. I was right. worried he was going to be mad.
0: Right. And But you, I showed you, him
1: so much respect that he couldn't even be mad.
0: Right. But it, what was also insightful is how much pressure you guys were getting from Puffy not to air the interview.
1: Yeah. And I get that. Right. From his standpoint, I get that. He was probably worried about his team, about right. Big, about himself, about Bad Boy, about his family, you know. And so I got that. However, I, that was not my...
0: You weren't interested in that, in a sense.
1: No, because I was just interested in doing the right thing. Right, of course. I'm not here to protect you, Puff. Right. I'm here to do the right thing. And so I will figure that what, out what that is. Right. And... um,
0: Did that set the tone for like your future relationship with Puff?
1: The little compa- combativeness? Yeah, you and Puff.
0: Was, you, you, y'all
1: wasn't... We t- had, a y'all had, had a little combativeness A little beef going on, right. It wasn't so much beef. And I enjoy him. And right. I'm, I respect, you know what I'm saying? Like his legacy and... I want to go to the show at the Barclay. I want to go too. You know, what I'm saying that shit is going to be crazy. <laughs> crazy, when you Kim know. Comes he did. We've had great moments right. also, but we've had some combative moments over the year. But by the way, I'm not the only person because Puff has had some combative moments
0: with a lot of people. Yo, what up, Steve Styles? Shout out to Steve Styles. <laughs> Shout out to
1: you know, what I mean, even the Locks. I no mean, word.
0: exactly. You know what
1: I'm saying? Like all types of stuff, right. and that happened on my show too with the Locks. That and whole I, thing. I want to
0: get to that too. Man. I mean,
1: him and Kim have had moments. They've yeah. made up. He he's had moments with a lot of people. He's an He's a polarizing, aggressive guy. Yes, he is, and the so miss, he might piss, New piss York. you off. Yep. But the truth is, you know, we're all grown ups. We get past it, exactly. But in telling my story, it wouldn't have been honest and it wouldn't have been transparent if I didn't tell some of those, like those moments.
0: Do you still have the box of Newports?
1: I do. From I just don't. Know. I'm sure I do. In storage. Yo,
0: you got to put that shit in a case, like these are Tupac's. <laughs> newport son i'm gonna
1: look, maybe is like maybe any cigarettes like did you did
0: you Any I'll more cigarettes? You smoked the last one, you the last one? <laughs> yo um another thing that you talked about was you know in the sense you know all you guys at, at, at Hot 97 mm-hmm. you guys were family mm-hmm. like you guys were on the same team it was it was like mm-hmm. my show wins your show wins and then you start noticing this competitive Nature even between like say you and Flex that was early. Yeah, mm-hmm. like can you talk about that because you were really affected by that initially. Like Flex is my boy. Like there's some tension between. Yeah, us Yeah, but right
1: everybody now. anybody who knows Flex knows that he is wildly competitive. See, I don't
0: know Flex like that, so I've never worked with Flex. You know Super I
1: mean? competitive, but you know from from his personality. But, his persona, but I've never like... been
0: behind the lines with him. Yeah, you, you're behind the lines with him, yeah, so you have so a different.
1: Early on in the game, right. before we had enough, t- before we had a chance to really develop a trust and a friendship Mm -hmm. on a real level there was some of that there was some like competitiveness that happened because there was no competition so there was no other station all we could do is compete against each other because that's all we had right so somebody like flex he's looking around like she ain't on my team no more so damn yeah and so i think that and that that
0: shook you you were like come on and it's like
1: it did. It hurt me because I felt like we were a team, and I and I'm not built, I'm not wired like that. Right. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I
0: don't like that shit either, man. I'm like not that, into that I dumb, don't dumb like, competition. Some people
1: are like fired up by like uh, when people get at them. They, right. I'm, I don't like that type of shit. I'm not into negative energy. I don't get, I don't need competition to motivate me. I'm self motivated. <laughs> <Right. Yeah>, you're <laughs> you know competing against <laughs> yourself. Like I'm wired a like little. I, I different. was hot
0: yesterday. Let me be hotter today. Let
1: me try to beat right. what I did yesterday. Exactly. Or let me try to grow or learn something or whatever. So I'm not wired that right. way. He's wired that way, right. and there's nothing wrong with it. He's made it's made him have an amazing career. Still, it's just early on. I didn't understand, right? And so I talk about that, and I talk about having some real conversations with him, and us getting past, and us getting past that. And the beauty like about you melted
0: his shield, in a sense,
1: in a way, right? right? And but when you melt somebody's shield and you see their heart, and his heart is good in terms of my relationship. Like I love flex. Yeah. I would do if he called me now and broke down on the side of the road. I would go take my car and give him a, where, you know what I'm saying? Like right. adore him. So I have, I, but I know his heart. Right. So I could say that at one point we had that moment right. and got past it. Um, and you know, and he's been, and he was great to me after that, from that, from that moment on. Right. And there were a lot of years after that.
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing.
1: I mean, we, you know, we would have arguments. Of course. But I mean, family has yeah, arguments. Yeah. 100%, right? 100%,
0: yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I talked to some cats today from the UK mm-hmm. and they were like, yo, we got Angie's first two CDs. We got the first one and the second one when she coming down to the UK. We love her as a rapper.
1: I know. So if anybody's listening from the UK, please bring UK, me there. UK, what up? Now, UK, I, what up? UK
0: always listens. They don't
1: bring me there. I want to go.
0: Yo, UK, bring her down there. Yo, Brooklyn Bowl. I haven't really spent a there, lot of
1: time out there. There's since a Brooklyn like,
0: Bowl in the UK that i There I'm going is? To. Yeah, that's where I'm going in July. They brought you? It, they what? don't bring me. I'm from Brooklyn. You gotta
1: give me the plug. I'll
0: give you the plug. I'm giving <laughs> you the plug right now, Angie. <laughs> All right, good. You got the plug, Angie. Brooklyn Bowl. Bring Angie Martinez Words. down how you to Brooklyn the UK. Bowl. What up, mate? Yeah. Shut down. Anyway. So
1: when you go, what do you do? Your whole thing in your yeah, easy, easy, what easy. Do you do? Angie, don't you're not interviewing me. Oh, sorry. Can't I'm interviewing help it. you. I, this is really an exercise for me yeah, to you. You like this? How, do you like being on that side of the mic? I, sometimes.
0: You don't like,
1: Not really. It's it's a, it's a test right have to like um and so you're really good at what you do you think so yes 100 percent. otherwise right i would have in, i would have interrupted you okay. seven times okay
0: like I how I, I interrupt if, if i didn't
1: like our conversation i would start to lead the conversation okay. right you know what i'm saying right. that's how you know like i'm like answering your question Okay, I'm engaged. Thank well thank
0: you angie I feel I'm, like I'm if I was
1: bored or if I feel you're like... Not, you're not bored yet? <laughs> then I would leave. Yes. I would, be, I would feel, Just because I'm on Wired, I would right. feel compelled to <laughs> want to like help lead the conversation. Right, right. No,
0: okay, thank you, Angie. I but, really... So I
1: feel like a guest in your house. I don't feel like I thank need to. Thank you so to. much. It's actually quite relaxing. It's relaxing, right? Well, you, you know what <laughs> yes. it
0: is? I like being in your side, on your side because it's, it's so much work, I think, to conduct the interview. Yeah. Prepare for the interview and mm-hmm. conduct it. So I like sitting in your seat. And I do hate stupid questions because it's like, nigga, y'all... Yeah. That shit has been out for seven years you, you know what i mean <laughs> tell me something i don't know about myself but anyway let's talk about how krs really started your rap career but yeah. you want
1: to tell them the whole book though that,
0: that's listen that, we're not telling the whole book no, we're not right. talking we about how you smoke crack and
1: yuck really though yo at one time by accident hey it's
0: in the book it's an in the accident. book you got to pick Jesus. up the book to hear about Angie Martinez's crack story. No, stop. How she it. was on the corner. It was serving, serving them dubs. He's the liar. <laughs> Yo, you, He's told, lying. you serving them dubs, That's so we're not gonna I talk.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, KRS. Yeah. I mean, it's because it's a big part of your career.
1: It is. He um Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. I was doing a club, I was hosting parties, a lot of them at the time. I used to be on the mic, you know, just talking to the crowd, doing that the whole, you know, crowd thing. And he um he was there that night performing and then after the, he was like yo you're good you're really good on the mic you know there's not a lot of girls that i see that could be on the mic and like command the crowd right. like that and and so he was like you should you should you should jump on a record or you should come to the studio one night i was like, like shut up it. what are you talking it about it's what the are you blast massacre s one yeah, exactly no and so but of course you go because right. <laughs> you want to see you want you know <laughs> yeah. to I me mean? and so i went and when i went Redman was there oh my god which was
0: so it's like you got two you got yeah, two atom bombs
1: I, so I didn't know what the fuck I was right. doing there and uh, and he threw me on his heartbeat record and he wrote your lyrics he right? did he wrote it
0: how intimidating was it Angie? seriously because this is KRS one and you're a hip-hop fan I
1: thought it was stupid and ridiculous right. I didn't think in any way that this would come out right he was like I just want to try I just want to see what you sound like I'm gonna write something for you though I was like okay fine if some KRS says here say this rap that I'm giving you I'm like all right fine so I did it, and I remember I tell him the story in the book too. But I never forget coming out the booth feeling so stupid. <laughs> and red man sitting there smoking a the blunt. He was like, "Yo, I can't front. You sound right <laughs> on You sound right on that." Because I think he was surprised when he saw right. me there too. Like, right, what right. are you doing here? Right, you're the girl from the radio. You can't be in there making right. records.
0: <laughs> you made a record.
1: Um, and but so, but I just looked at it like a one off. Like that was a fun, dope night, a great experience. But then he put it out, and then people liked it, some, and enough for for un to hear it and then call me to be on ladies night
0: which is crazy because that's that, that then now
1: i have to write myself and i had never written that anything. record
0: was a nominated for a Grammys, right did it win a grammy
1: no we lost i think it was i'll be missing you right it's so a puff right but can you puff believe again. can Look you believe
0: some shit that you <laughs> accidentally fall, fell into is now bringing you to the grammy no
1: i could not it was all crazy crazy the, the grammys the mtv awards all of that
0: angie that's not just luck though. what do you what do you think that is
1: No, I think it is. It's part luck, but it's also part showing up. Right. right? It's like you have these opportunities. And I say this. We just did these colleges the other day. I'm like, sometimes you might not be clear about your passion. You might not be clear about your end goal. But be very pay attention to opportunity. And if you don't know, just show up, show up, because if you fail, so what chances are you're going to learn something. Just show up when you see opportunity um a lot of people don't show up no they don't show up. i don't know i don't know i'm gonna do that i could have easily said to krs i don't rap i'm not gonna go there and then that would have been no ladies night that would have been no albums that would have been no No, traveling no budgets no budgets no budgets no advances no but that's what i'm saying like you have to just show up i didn't know what was gonna happen when i went there by myself to the studio trusted like this sounds like a fun opportunity let me see i always tell my kid this too i'm like be pay attention to opportunities yeah, don't be afraid especially to now. be out of your comfort zone it's especially all right now, yeah it's okay to fail it's okay to sometimes be whack like you have to be whack before you get good
0: you gotta be whack Stop
1: trying to be great out the gate you like gotta give be yourself whack. a up chance to yeah yes and so i never was afraid of that you know what i'm saying like i don't know where so,
0: so even though you had this thin skin in a sense with regard to criticism, you still had a thick skin in terms of like regardless if you were to fail or not. No,
1: I had thin skin, and so it did hurt my feelings and right. it did bother me, but it didn't stop me from showing right, up. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So yes, you got
0: heart because you got heart, Angie.
1: I think so. Yep. No, I do. I think, think so, so too. So yeah, so not to say shit don't hurt my feelings. Right, of course, still <laughs> Even today, still right yeah. on Twitter. But it doesn't. Like who the
0: fuck does she think she is? But it doesn't, author doesn't stop. It, right. But it doesn't stop me. Good, 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 good. good. Um, how was Q Tip as a boyfriend?
1: Oh, gosh, really? Yes, really. Let me ask you about your, a girlfriend you had about 15 years ago and have you talk about that. Wouldn't um, that be weird?
0: No. <laughs> no? No, no if, 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 if it's a public part of my life.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that's how weird it is for me.
0: Okay. Because we it's,
1: dated so long ago. Right,
0: but he saved your life.
1: Kind of. He, he almost killed your, me also no, in the He almost same killed token. you, but he
0: saved your life.
1: But, But him and I were friends before we dated for like a year or two. Right. Then we dated for like a year and a half, whatever. Then we were friends for 10, 15 years after that. Right. So the small period of the time blip, where we were together. Right.
0: But I'm saying it's weird
1: to talk about that now because I don't we don't see each other. Right. I don't but see I'm him just, in that space. I can way. just
0: imagine how cute y'all were together.
1: Nah, I mean <laughs> Right? Listening really?
0: to records, eating in pizza. Really? <laughs> you're passing the blunt around.
1: <laughs> he, didn't smoke, oh, he didn't smoke. He didn't weird. smoke something. You did, right? I totally right. did. <laughs> he <laughs> <I> totally did. <laughs> Yeah, he was like converting to Islam, and right. I was smoking blunts. <laughs> it was not gonna it was work. Not a good time. We were not gonna put work. on a hijab. And it didn't work. Yo, Angie turned
0: Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, look, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's by nothing the way. wrong
0: with that, but that would have been an ill yeah. turn, right? Um, I know you talk about this, but you know my audience wants to hear, and I actually asked her, and she didn't answer it. When you put hands on, I'm right? good at that. You're good oh, at you it. asked who? We you asked ask Wendy about yeah, it? Yeah, she didn't, she, didn't, she
1: didn't. Oh, I'm, I'm sure she wouldn't talk about you that. Put, you put
0: hands on Wendy, yo. Like, you was really, like, you, like, Angie, you nice with your hands like that? Stop it. Are you nice with the Did hands? Did I say that in the book? No. No, I'm asking you. Were you nice with your hands?
1: No, I'm not somebody who likes to fight. But I have you,
0: you've had fights before?
1: Yeah. Really? Hasn't I mean, yeah. As a, as a I teenager. tell about two of them in the book. Right. Um. We're only,
0: only going to talk about one of them.
1: Right, and only one is of interest yeah. to you right now. You don't care about the girl that I tell, talk about at junior high school that I fought. Or you you know? talk about that then. Let's yeah, talk, okay. you, you talk about you're not that too. It's fine.
0: Now we can talk about that. <laughs> Come on. You see, now you're playing hard to get. No. I'm not a fighter. I don't you, like to fight. Right. It's not
1: like I don't want to fight no, ever. No
0: one's saying you're a fighter, but. don't want to but fight anybody. You're not, anybody you, you're not ever. a punk.
1: Well, I don't want to be continuously disrespected by anybody. Right. And so I will do whatever I can to not be disrespected. Right. You know, um. And sometimes, and you were
0: taking a lot of disrespect. A lot, of a it. lot, and you talk uh-huh. about like over and over. You were like, "Wendy, stop disrespecting me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what happened?
1: You know, <laughs> you you know what happened. You read I, the book. I, my <laughs> audience, and, listen. <laughs> the book
0: comes out today. Yeah, you guys can. We want to sell this book. Go read the book. We want to sell what, this here's book. A,
1: here's the thing. The reason Let's why I feel this weird book. talking about right. it because it's like. It was a blip. It was a yes. moment. I tell that story because the truth is that sometimes that happens. Sometimes right. people will corner you and push you to that point. Right. But it was, you know, I don't have no ill feelings t- towards that of woman. Of course, of course. I feel like we are in two, like, that's like talking about something that happened when you were a kid. Like, right. it feels like a lifetime ago and, um, you know, and it's not, I'm not. it's not like my proudest moment. It's not like I think that's fly right. or that's cool.
0: Did you think it was fly at the moment though? A little bit.
1: I felt... No, I didn't think it was fly. You felt bad. It's not. No, I didn't think it was fly. I felt like I didn't have a choice. Right. <laughs> you see, like right. I think it just was like, you know, what I'm saying I just felt like I didn't have a choice. Right. And so, um. You know, whatever it happened, it was quick. It was okay. over. We kept it pushing. I haven't seen her. I never see her. It's so weird. That's crazy. I hope she's not. You know what I mean. Whatever. I don't right. even want to go. Keep. I mean, going you know what? I didn't. It, I, we like, didn't
0: get bad energy at all what when i when i inter- i didn't get bad energy from oh good you know, i have she, no she, bad she, she, energy she, she, to her she, she i hope
1: I, that's what another thing too like the book comes out i don't want her to feel like i'm trying that's why i kind of like kept and it short. And I not. kept the story right. short just because it's a part of it's a true honest part of my story and you know it was a little piece of it it's not like two chapters or a chapter it's like a little piece of something that happened um internet
0: she's telling you by the book By the book no, I'm, I'm to telling that. the truth.
1: Right. It's like I I'm, I didn't try to make a book about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like I'm not trying to come off on her success or or make it seem like it was cool or that that's my you know. But it just was a moment and it's real and it's what happened and a, and it, and it's what led me to go to afternoons mm-hmm. and it's what led me to find my voice in afternoons, right. which had to change and so I couldn't leave that out. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was like a part of that uncomfortable, t- you know, transition.
0: You know, I can't think of. A more important moment in hip hop radio mm-hmm. um, than the um, Nas and Jay Z beef. Mm. Like to me, like I've listened to radio. Like you this call was, it
1: beef, I call it a battle. Well, I mean, it, it was a battle, <laughs> yeah. but it was still,
0: you know, it was, it was, ugly. It, was uh, super ugly. it was super ugly, super ugly, ah. super ugly, right? Ah. But uh, and I just remember just like all of New York City and the tri-state area being locked in into your booth. During that moment, like when 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 the, when I hated the fans that decided, I remember do you, why do you hate that moment? Like why?
1: Because it was so hostile and negative right. and nasty and right. like you talking I hated about to the see, Jay, like what you Jay No, I saying. really liked I liked Jay. You know what I'm saying? Right. I hated that that was happening to him on my right. show.
2: Right.
1: I hated how nasty the tone of the city was, and I talk about this too, also in the book about how like I I never subscribed to like look, we all like the underdog. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had always want to root for the underdog. And at the beginning of this, Nas was the underdog in this situation, right? So everybody wants to root for the underdog. But I hate the fact that in rooting for an underdog, we always trying to knock somebody else down. Somebody
0: has to get torn down.
1: Somebody always has to get torn down. I I resent that kind of mentality so much. Because it says to me, like, people who come from where we come from, people who make it, like, as soon as they get to a certain level and they're not the underdog no more, then our, in- they're not important our anymore. instinct is to, to rip right, them down to right, bring right. somebody else up. It's such a shitty way to, to be. And there was so much of that type of energy right. going on. So I just, I don't. Hey, but
0: it's understandable because up until that point.
1: I mean, it's human nature. Up, up until I that it. point, not Jay was
0: completely.
1: Like untouchable, unfallible. Like minus you couldn't the, touch like, Jay Z. the like yellow suit in the even then, sunshine. even then, even you know even saying? then. Did it? Did not it? I know there was still like a win. <laughs> it. Yeah, was it, still still was a like, win. it was still a win. even his worst moment. It, it, it was. It was still
0: I like, still, I still think you know that was one of his greatest albums. Yeah. Years later, you yeah. know what I mean. But but how did it feel like? Do you remember like after the air, like after that episode, like just coming outside and being like, <laughs> did that shit really happen?
1: Yeah, I couldn't believe how how invested people were in right. it. I couldn't believe it got so crazy. I just kept going over in my mind, like, did I do the right thing by every... Did I did I handle that the best way I could have? Did I... You know, because for me, I'm always, like, trying to make sure I'm accountable for right, me. Right, right. I can't tell you how people going to act. I can't make... You can't be responsible I can't for tell them. Jay, why'd you say that right. in the song? I can't tell Nas. You know what I mean? I All I could do is be accountable for myself. Right. So I kept going in my head, like, did I handle that the best way that I possibly could? And I think I did, but... You know, it was awkward.
0: But but what's kind of crazy is I think you did the right thing. You were definitely um, impartial. You just presented the views of what the fans thought. But even, you know, and it was more shit that happened afterwards, but you still got pulled in because Nas had something against you.
1: Well, Nas didn't have something against me. He had the whole station, he felt like, was, you know, uh, Wade Jay-Z. Right. You know, Jay Jay had had a string a of string, hits string a successful yes. run a string and in that he built solid relationships with, yes. with us at the station and he had done a bunch of summer jams and he had you know he was he was our you know our guy yes. and so your, I, your
0: go-to guy he was yeah, he, and he, so, he, he was carrying New York on his back at the time and so
1: when nas i think in that point probably you know just kind of somewhat resented that right. a little bit and um and so I don't think his problem was with me. I think his problem was just overall, in general, with that. But
0: when he mentions your name, yeah, I would, when he's I not just happy. talking about Hot, Hot 97 as umbrella. He mentions your name specifically.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, that bothered me. Right. Um. Also, in the book, by the way, that's
0: all in the book. Internet. So everything we're talking about is in the book.
1: I go into depth about that whole thing right. because um. We got ten, I really We got ten minutes
0: we got 10 minutes because
1: I do have to, to have a radio show no. by oh, the way also see. today I had book signings and I'm doing a bunch of book signings and stuff um, but I, I respect Nas so much right. and I actually really the, the, what hurt me is that, like I really like Nas I always <laughs> did like right. I, he was always so dope to me so that all of a sudden I found myself in a position where like he has a problem with me. But that happens. Doesn't that happen? It happens. It what happens are you going to do? Lot. Luckily, you know, over the years, and I talk, talk about a couple of awkward moments that we had to have before we got better. Right. Um, but now, we're, I mean, now we're great. Now, I, you know, I, I can't wait to run into him somewhere. And, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to skip
0: over a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you really make clear, and you really paint this, and you really, like, I didn't never saw it before, but you talked about how comfortable Hot 97 was being the only show in town. Mm-hmm. being like the only show like there was no competition other than inside and all of a sudden out of nowhere power 105 mm-hmm. really steps it up mm-hmm. in terms of the competition and and you said that you felt that it also changed the spirit the spirit of, yeah. of new york radio how and not not in a good way
1: no not in a good way and not to any fault of like anybody who's there now or what it you know it's just part of it's like a growing pain it's the part of the evolution it's like you know, it's, it becomes big business. When anything becomes big, big business, you lose, you a lose spirit. a certain amount of the, just like the authenticity, because right. now you're serving, not just your love for the culture, but you're serving business. Right. So you're making decisions based on business, not just like, we love this. So we're going to do this. This is a dope song. So we're going to play it. Right. I think this conversation with uh, Guru is amazing, so I'm gonna talk for 10 minutes to him about it. Right. You know, you make decisions based on your gut and what you love, and then all of a sudden, when there's competition in town and they have a lot of money and they're going commercial free, and numbers it changes, it just changes the playing field. Right. And I was, I knew the second that, that they were coming that this was gonna happen. You knew, I knew it,
0: even though maybe some of the people at, at Hot 97 I knew was like, it. They're not, they can't no, fuck I with knew it. I knew it, you knew it. it.
1: I know. And so it was like, it was a sad, po- that was like a sad, I had like a mourning period right. there where I realized, ah, oh, this is going to change everything. But you adapted. You have to. You sink or swim. But you
0: know a lot of people don't adapt.
1: Yeah, but that was never
0: an option
1: That wasn't an option To adapt. And, which is good. It's part of the growing pains. And you learn how to uh, find your voice in a exactly. new, you know, in a new atmosphere and in a new position. And, you know, I still tried to be authentic and honest and, But I have to function a little differently and you have to adjust and, you know, so that had to happen.
0: What was the ghost in your mind or in your heart that started haunting you and making you think, you know what? I may not see a future anymore at 97.
1: Man, um, there was a lot of things that were happening. You know, I think I was very careful in the book because. It's such a sensitive thing to me because I was very careful. Like you mentioned some things, but I was careful, but I also didn't protect anything. I just was on. I was. It's very honest. I tell the story. I tell it. I don't. I don't hold back. But I just want. When I say careful, I mean specific. I was very specific. I didn't want it to feel, you know, because I love. I have great friendships with people there, and I love what we built. But I think there comes a time in your life where you like you could build something and and then look around and go, oh, but this is not the same thing anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. Or I've grown.
1: Or I've grown. I'm not the, I'm not the same thing also, anymore. Also, it just wasn't the same place right, anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't. And so I, I just started feeling, I don't know. I think I I started, you know, I was always so like fiercely loyal. Like for years, people would try to hire me in different places. I wouldn't even take a call. Right. I wouldn't take a meeting. For I'm talking about decade of people coming for me. And I would not take a meeting. That's crazy, by the right. way. Just from a business sense, that's just dumb. Right supposed to take the meetings right. and, then go back. Show, and then show you go up. back to your you're job. And to you show know, up. Hey, you know, they were going to pay me. What are you going <laughs> to do to keep me here? I didn't even play that right, game. Right. My loyalty was so strong. That I didn't even do that. Right. Um, and then you just wake up one day and you start looking around and there's a new general manager. You don't even know them. They don't necessarily are not connected to the culture. And you and you look across the hall and this and you see that Kiss FM has just been shut down. They don't even exist like. You start looking around like, what am I being so fiercely loyal to? Because this, I might be a, one of these fixtures a, that changes. It could easily happen. Because right, right. by the way, the second that I wasn't of value to the company, they I they would have done. They would have put course. me out to pasture or whatever. <laughs> and so, um, I just so I realized that my loyalty to was to what we had built, but my loyalty wasn't to what it had become. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then the, my loyalty will always. I will always be loyal to Flex. I will always be loyal to some of the people that I came up with in terms of as a human being. I just had, you know, I had drinks with Flex last week because I wanted to tell him about some of the things in the book right. and just catch up of and, course. you know what I'm saying? I am loyal to what's real to right. me. And I just had a moment where I really just had to assess about what was what was real in, 20, in this, twenty. it was 2015, I guess, or whatever, 2015. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Yo, in this moment. that shit made waves. That news made
0: way. That was like a fucking hashtag. Yeah, that was a hashtag. It
1: was a hashtag. It was a hashtag. Um,
0: how is it now? Like, how do you like power?
1: I like it. I mean, you know, I feel the weird thing is, is that I I still feel like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I'm Angie on power, or I was Angie on hot, or I was. I just feel like me. I feel like if tomorrow power decided they were going to go a different route i feel like i could come in this studio with you or whoever
0: let's set up and that podcast have, let's and, set up that podcast no, but i'm
1: saying i still could have my of I course. think my voice I, I come to learn is mine and i am grateful for everybody that helped me to find it and i'm grateful for the, everybody that gave me a platform to use it but ultimately it's like it took me so long i think it's probably as of recent last year or two that i've come to understanding like I have. This is my voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter where I live, no matter who, who the name is on the check, the monthly check. It's like, I, I, I'm, I need to invest and worry, you know, and take care of myself, and and and, then I'll be fine, no matter what happens.
0: I'm gonna tell you, you, you reading your book. There's one thing that really changed my life. It's something that I've been kind of punk about for like the my past, book. Your book. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. And oh I don't, my god, I, I,
1: that, it, those words alone. That, that's amazing. No, this is
0: real. And I, this is not the public announcement yet but i gotta talk about this so you ran the new york city marathon yeah like you ran the whole fucking thing Mm -hmm. like how was that like why
1: Uh, what pushed
0: you there that's not easy
1: no it was awful and terrible and amazing and hard and the hardest thing physically that i'd ever done um including having a child right it was like hard like that um but, you know, I I don't know. I just wanted to, I was, like, high off the feeling of when I made that transition, all that positive energy. I mean, there was a lot of negative shit people said, whatever, but who cares? Right. I'm talking about real things from real people, real women I meet on the street that be like, thank you. Oh, my God. I'm changing my career now, too. Like, I just was getting so much love from people, and I felt so inspired. It was like I was on a high of wanting to still feel inspired right. and still inspire and still... I just wanted to keep that high going, and so I think when the opportunity came to run the marathon, it was like right and then, and I was like, yes, how, now I'm gonna run the wait, marathon. How did the
0: opportunity come? Was it, how did how did it come um, into your periphery? My
1: girlfriend um, Amber, she's a uh, CC Sabathia's wife. They have a foundation, and uh, our kids played baseball together at the time, and um, she was putting a team together. So it was like I was in the middle of this big transition. I was filled with all this emotion and she was like oh we're putting this team together and it had been on my bucket list i yeah. grew up watching it's that marathon similar, yeah. and i thought what a way to challenge myself what a way to like push even further um and i just said yes in the moment yes
0: were you were you nervous afterwards like shit that's 26 point was it 26 point f-
1: it was 26.2 miles. Thank you very much. <sighs> <laughs> Don't forget that point 0.2.
0: Point 0.2. I was about to say point 0.5. Point two. <sighs>
1: it was, it was tough, man. <sighs> but, but there's something, boy, there's something about accomplishing something that you didn't think you could do. That is such a high.
0: I'm, I'm 80% close to saying I'm about to run the 26. You should just do it. I, I, I think I'm gonna do but it. But what
1: I would advise you to do yes. is, you know, I tried to train in three and a half months from nothing mm-hmm. to marathon. Right. Like I'm talking about, I could not run a mile. Right. Not one mile. Right. And in three and a half months, I was going to run the New York City marathon. Three and a half. So you. What I say to you is, don't do that. Don't do,
0: don't do that. No, really, don't no, do no, that. Right, right.
1: I'm still having issues. Like my leg is still hurts. Really. Sometimes, if I turn it the wrong way, right. yeah, I still have it. Oh yeah, it was my. I hurt myself. Um, you
0: injured yourself permanently from that, in a sense. Well, or you're yes. Are you still carrying resi- residual? Yes. Right.
1: Um, and so I don't recommend that. Okay. If you're going to do it, I say give yourself at least six months. Okay. Which is what we have about. Six right. months to a year. We got,
0: we got about five months. About five months.
1: Oh well, then you got to get cracking. I got to get cracking. Yeah. And then. Well, I run do a little bit. Right I run three and miles. And it's still going to be hard. Yeah. Do You run three miles. That's cute. I do run three miles. That's
0: yeah. cute. Yeah. That's cute. I mean, right? you're already
1: better off than I was. <laughs> you
0: just, wait, did you just insult me? You're just like, that's cute. Yeah, because. <laughs> what you just sun me? Yes, I got sunned by. Somebody Angie. turned their phone on. Listen, Angie. Um, but wait. What? Okay.
1: But. You know it's real, right? What the twenty six point two? You're gonna lose toenails. You're gonna like. I
0: already lose toenails. I'm. A, you lose
1: toenails from three and a half three miles. And a half,
0: three, because if I do it two or I'm three. I'm so
1: sorry. This is terrible.
0: That's all right. This go is ahead. a podcast. Did you edit it? This is well. Are we editing it? No. This is real. This is real. Why
1: would you do that? Or is that my phone?
0: Angie got her phone blowing up. Normally with I the, with don't. The mic I'm hot. What? Than that. It's all right. It's all right. We gotta go. We gotta go.
1: No. No. no so. so. How, what time is it?
0: So wrap it up, Angie. Talk. You can
1: get five. You can get five. Yeah, five more. Five,
0: five more if minutes. You need it. Yeah. If not, no, no, I need it. Up. I need it. I need it. I want you. Here. I see I like you.
1: It. You got a list over there. No, no, I, want, we, you know, I don't want you to feel cheated.
0: Oh no, 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 no. So, so, so it's worth it. I recommend it. Okay.
1: I recommend it, but do it the right way.
0: I want to talk to you afterwards and see if you can give me some whatever cookies. you need. Yeah.
1: You're going to lose. How many toes of nails have you lost? I've
0: lost three toenails.
1: Okay. Then all of yours are probably going to go All off. of them. Probably. I already
0: got ugly feet anyway. It don't fucking matter. Yeah. It don't matter. I only
1: lost a little tiny one and it came back, thank God. It came back the My same feet, color though? Yeah, because Puff actually warned me. Your feet are not going to be. He's like, do you have good feet? I'm like, I actually pretty. I do have pretty right. cute feet. And he was like, "You're gonna have ugly feet after <laughs> the marathon."
0: I was like, "Oh gosh, are they gonna come <laughs> There's back?" There's nothing you can you can't tape them up and you can Well,
1: I got. Luckily, mine seemed to be okay. I lost a little pinky toe, but it came. I mean, a pinky nail, but it right. came right back. Right, and right. my my feet are pretty in good shape, Amazing. surprisingly. Amazing.
0: Yeah. I, will, I will I will stay posted, with you can keep be posted on it. <laughs> yeah. I, good luck with your feet. But yeah, but I'm not 100. I said 80 percent there. Okay. I'm, I'll make the announcement maybe in two or three weeks if I'm gonna. It's do too this late. Shoot. Just commit. What are All you right, fucking internet's combat Jack is running the 2016 <laughs> New York City Marathon. <laughs> And my goal is to raise awareness and money for lupus.
1: I love that. All right. And when it's something outside of your own personal, yes. it, it, it drives you a little yes, bit more. Definitely.
0: So I'm definitely going to do that. And that's because of you, Angie. That's so thank amazing. You. It is. I'm, I'm not bullshitting Congratulations. You. Thank you. Let's you go. will
1: feel like, yeah, it's, it's going to be an amazing definitely, journey for definitely.
0: you. Um, last thing I really want to talk about with you, because you've, you've done so much in your career, man. But like, one of the things that stands out is the uh, President Obama's criminal justice um, reform. reform panel. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that?
1: Man, this is a, and I don't know why God does this to me, but He puts me in these positions that I, th- I think I have no business doing, and He offers me these opportunities. And again, I show up. But, cause this is what let, I do. Let me interrupt you. Yeah.
0: You were one of the first voices in hip hop that recognized and advocated for President Obama becoming the first black president. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say, oh, you already put that work in, you put that cause, you recognize him when a lot yeah, of people but I'm not somebody... we're not fucking with Barack. Yeah. A lot of people in hip hop weren't fucking with Barack.
1: It's so crazy to me to even think that. But yeah, no, I know. But I wasn't I you know, I wasn't educated or or some criminal justice reform advocate and knew all right. I didn't know, you know, but it was such an amazing opportunity that I just did a ton of research and since then and so I showed up and then they told me, you know, the president might come out and give a few words. If nothing else important is happening in the country, right. he'll show up. And he did. I got to introduce him. It was a, like an amazing surreal crazy town moment. But then what I found out that, that happened is like I learned so much and I now I'm like fired up by the topic. Passionate about it. Super passionate about it. Um and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that opportunity to t- to open my my eyes and my mind to see how bad it is out here.
0: Right. And what are the goals? What are the goals And how
1: just I mean first of all we need to change a lot of laws, right? Yes. But besides that, I think for me, it's about awareness and making people understand just how bad it is. I mean, our criminal justice system is not set up for anybody to be rehabilitated. No. It is a rare occasion when somebody actually is.
0: Well, it's it's not justice.
1: No, because... It's you, punitive. And it, a lot
0: of people don't need to be punished.
1: N- well, not only that, because some people do need to be of punished. Course. But not only do they need to be pu- punished, but if they are punished, then then how, and then how do we put them back out into the world? Right. We put them out worse, or do we put them out...
0: We put them out so Better. they can go back in.
1: We put them out so they could go back in. Right. And then we pay for that. Of course. Their families are ruined. You know, it's a weird, awful- And then society is ruined. It's a weird, awful, like, just not well put together- System. Uh, system, right. yeah. Um, and so- you know, I just been and then you know I just recently interviewed Shaka Sangho. I always talk about him in his book. I'm sure you've read his yes, book, right? Yes, yes. How good is it's writing him? Yeah, very good. Writing my wrongs. That and so that
0: I, Michelle Alexander's book. I didn't the, read that. The I'm, new I, Jim Crow.
1: I sh- yeah, I haven't read that. I'm gonna read it. Um, so, you know, just it was a great opportunity, and yeah, I was thrilled to be there. Look at you. I know.
0: Look at you making changes in the world.
1: It's using my voice. Look at you. Your voice. Your, your book out.
0: <laughs> your listen. Internets. Angie Martinez's book, My Voice, is out today. Get it in yeah, stores. Is Thank it you on? so much. Where, where, where can they find it? Barnes & Noble? Barnes like & Noble, Amazon, Amazon, iBooks?
1: Online. Uh, I'm not sure. Amazon.com. I'm not just Amazon.com. Just listen, get it. Let's mm-hmm. make sure
0: that this voice of our culture is a success in the book and publishing industry as you see successful in other industries. Hey, listen, Angie, listen. I don't give a fuck if you have another project. If you ever feel like coming through, please. I would love just that. come through. Seriously, okay, like good. come through. Like <laughs> okay. let's talk th- I went bowling last night. You want to talk what about bowling? What was your score last? Night? My yeah. bowling
1: game is not so, not too bad. That's
0: okay. Let's talk about it <laughs> okay, the next good. time. And you know what? Like I said, I definitely am going to stay in touch with you with regard to the New York City Marathon because I'm now. Yeah, a, whatever na- you need. Now that. I'm nervous. Now I'm nervous. Now you're i are committed, by now I'm the way. Committed. Now's the hard part. Yeah, the combat reneged on that shit, punk ass bitch. Like, no, nah. no, no. You We're have ready to do that. it, Angie, And thank so, you so, how are so you
1: gonna raise money?
0: I don't I have no clue. Okay, this, I have no clue. Like, I, I just you got to
1: start at like a page now, so people can okay. start donating. Okay,
0: and 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 you did good. Like, you, what was your, what was your, um.
1: Um, our team I don't remember like what mine specifically was but we raised over $100,000
0: for what you remember the cause it or? was
1: Pitchin Foundation they they just actually built a field a baseball field in the Bronx with the money that you with raised with that money $100,000 yeah. uh-huh. and um, they just do a lot of great stuff for, okay. for kids who need it alright so.
0: uh, maybe I might talk to them or something. You like should. that. should yeah. we'll talk
1: congratulations I think that's dope thank you
0: internet my pleasure finally man. Angie Martinez yeah listen King I mean you don't have a microphone so I'm not even going to ask you any questions let's just wrap it up internet so you know what this is dream those dreams and then glow up and live those dreams because life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound.
3: You you, want a monster? monster? I love monsters. Can we get some more cans? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Oh, oh, that was rolling?
0: Yo, keep that on. Can can we get some monsters? Yo, how the fuck we rolling? And y'all ain't even tell me, man. I could have said some crazy <laughs> shit, man. Yo, crazy. listen, internets, man. We yeah, got some. all my... love Monster Energy drink. Yo, we that got some of my crazy. favorite, favorite people in here, and I'm not even talking about favorite with regard to, um, you know, entertainment and shit like that. Like I actually worked with two of these cats, man, behind the lines when we were over at the source. Yeah. Man. Behind enemy lines. I, we were I think it. that
3: was. I think that was like the 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 thinking behind bringing these guys for this episode.
0: Internets, let's welcome to the combat show members. Of the stash, we have Kazim, we have Nate. Yes, sir. Like y'all just launched a motherfucking magazine. Yes, we did. In the yes, age did. of digital, when magazines are not being launched, what the fuck is going on? We're yeah, I mean, no, what's it's... up, man? Let's talk about this, man. <laughs>
3: you know what? It, it, it's kind of uh, it was kind of a calculated risk, and um, we knew that going in. Um, we knew that we wanted to uh, make a big splash, and you know, there's a million blogs out there. You know, what I'm saying, like, what could we do to separate ourselves from the pack and make sure that you know we're legit and You get taken seriously when it comes, like you know, media and whether it's sports, entertainment, music, all that type of stuff. You put out a book. You put out something that people can actually take offline and hold and put on a coffee
0: table and travel with.
3: Of course, of course, of course. Now
0: notice that the 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 magazine is not just some regular like flimsy magazine. The shit is like high quality it's like you know big it's like big big body yeah big body magazine a big body book
3: i almost feel weird calling it a magazine it's like, it's like a know, book yeah it's, it's a book That's what always... kind of
0: stock do y'all i don't know anything about magazines but what kind of stock is is, is that paper man man listen it's like it's, super, it's, super plush cardboard pricey paper <laughs> pricey paper. It's important. Man. like listen and once again in the age what's what's the science behind putting a lot of money for a luxury magazine in a time when most people don't appreciate the, 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 the media
3: well we i kind of wanted to think of it as like how vinyl kind of came back in style you know what i'm saying like i always felt that you know if you put if you put quality behind a product you get quality back you know so if you show people the process of that's why that was the whole idea of like showing people to cover a year in advance like hey this is right. what we're doing right you know what i'm saying like and you know it's going to take a lot of effort and we wanted to show that like hey this is you know this is not something that comes easy especially in this day and age and right lo and behold the day that we launched um you know the site to buy it on and launched the print harris pub announced that they're going out of business right you know what i'm saying so so, so,
0: so what happens with like the double xls and the shit like that are they i are they independent now? And I'm, no. that's not your—that's not your problem. To, to. <laughs> exactly. By the way, guys, take these nice cans of uh, Monster, man, and let's open them up. Oh, I would
3: love—I would I love a show, Monster man. Energy hey, drink. I, I just you. took the diet one. <laughs> hold on, listen. Hold on, internet. Let me just crack this open. <laughs> Thank you. Hold on for a second, please. Oh, that was delicious, man. Ooh. you gotta get that snap on the mic. Yeah, get that snap. Ah. Oh. oh, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> Yo, I, got the, I got the
2: prank wars one. Nate, Nate, I was like, hope Nate got the one that fell. Whoever got the one that fell. Yo, fall. watch some I Jordans. It. I got the prank. Wars. Watch some Jordans.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so t- I brought some beats, so, so we're good. <laughs> tell us, so so tell us, like, what's the theme of the magazine? Like, is it? Because you, who, who's on the cover?
3: Well, we got Wiz Khalifa on the cover. Um, and basically the first, the first issue we didn't want to do, and you know, just kind of like going forward and in, in, um, in stash print is that we didn't want to do something where, okay, we got this guy who's got a hot album out. Let's talk about his album. You know what I'm saying? Because you could do that online. You could do that on Twitter. You could do that in any type of social media now. So
0: you didn't want to do the regular print run, like no, press run? No, 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 I hate no, no, that no. shit. That's,
3: uh, and that's corny. It's not I not so much that, that it's shit. corny, but you know, we 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 know that that's that's counterproductive in 2016 right. you know what i'm saying like as soon as you put it out in an hour everybody has it everybody scans it, everybody takes the best parts of it and then you know the shelf life is done right what we did is you gather up a bunch of interesting subjects and you know just tell life stories you know what i'm saying like not so much tell okay we got carrie Chapman here let's talk about what carrie's doing on first take a sports center like no let's talk about her life story right let's talk about wiz's life story becoming a dad and you know being on the road and having his. Biggest single ever come from, you know, the Fast and the Furious movie and all that other stuff like that. we were just kind of telling life stories in this book. And that's why we put so much effort into it. That's why we shot everything ourselves. That's why, you know, if you go online to print.thestash.com and order the digital version, you could see all the behind the scenes videos. You could see everything that went into it from the from the rooted to the tutor, you know, so um, we feel that we have uh, an audience that's, you know, uh, I wouldn't say like a highbrow audience. But you know, if we, they're they're very they're very loyal, they're right. extremely loyal to the brand, exactly to so, to stash. So,
0: um, when did the magazine hit stands?
3: Um, it hit stands uh last Friday, which is what um day? did that was May,
0: which is two Fridays ago, based two Fridays, on internet yeah, time. Every 29th, yes. right. and yeah, And how's how's the result? Is it too early to see how's it doing? Oh no,
3: it did it did extremely well. I mean, we trended on Twitter for okay. a couple of hours. Really? It, when it out. Yeah. Okay. Like, it, was, it was pretty huge, and well, we moved. Hundreds of these already in the first couple of days. So what's, what's the point? I'm very, I'm very, um, uh, superstitious. So once the numbers did well, I just stopped looking at how many right. we we're selling. So like anytime we do another shipment of of sales, that's when I go and look at how much we're at. Right. So you know, but they're also in, in limited, um, in limited, um, order. So
0: like in terms of like markets, what markets can people find you, you
3: go? You get them anywhere we're, on we're, any newsstand. No, they're not on newsstands. Where are they? You, you go on print.thestash.com. And Isn't order that them. also but you where do you go? Them. Tell
0: him, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you like crazy because of the monster right now. It's
3: a, the monster delicious. <laughs> <You> know, <I'm laughs> the right <laughs> uh, we go to print. Um, you can order the digital version or the print version. We'll mail it to you personally. Uh, we're mailing it from our office. You know, okay. Like it's not no big distribution deal. We're doing everything in house. We're keeping everything rolling through our own our own ends. Very mom and pop the way we are operating right now. So
0: how frequent do you publish?
3: Uh, we want to make it a quarterly, so you know if all goes four according copies. to plan, we four copies, four copies a year, yeah, a year, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it'd be a seasonal thing. You know, shit
0: is beautiful. Listen, <laughs> I used to be. I don't want to. I don't want to front. Like I used to be, magazine junkie. Uh, the old details, Esquire, geeky. Like I used to live. Yes. Spin magazine, Rolling Stone, of course. The old school Source and Double XL, man. Mm. So when I see a magazine that comes out, and it kind of brings back, kind of like the. Kind of like the style, reminiscent of the shit that I yeah. used to read in the early 90s. Uh, yeah. Like, like paper.
3: And that's that's the goal, man. Like that's something that we really wanted to do. and We wanted to make sure we made something that, you know, reminded me why I got into this business in the right. first place. You know what I'm saying? Like not for nothing, a lot of stuff that goes on in, in media right now, it gets kind of corny and it gets right. kind of cheesy. And sometimes some people get so caught up in being, you know, the top guy or number one and getting this big interview, getting this whatever that you forget why you actually do something. You know what I'm saying? You do it to do good work for achievement, not for whatever that comes with that achievement, which is, you know, Twitter followers or like in, like influence or whatever that dumb stuff is. You do it for stuff like this right. to put out, you know, stuff of, of, you know, of worth. And I think we did that.
0: Like who's the exact publisher?
3: Um, the exact publisher technically is Steve Stout. Wow. Um, he is the. Yo, can
0: I get a Steve Stout interview, man? <laughs> <laughs> like I know I've said some not, not too kind not things too about kind Steve things. about Steve in the past, and we've <laughs> corresponded Steve's since. Steve's a good guy. But you know, if Steve comes, guy. if Steve comes on the air, you know we'll break the internet.
3: But that's the thing, though. The thing with Steve is he doesn't really back down from a lot of stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you guys. I think it would be a great interview. Yeah, yeah know, Steve Stout, awesome.
0: Steve Stout, man. You got an open door, man. Come on, man. He's, he's grown a grown man right here. Pushing <laughs> your product. I will always, how many times have I, have I pushed Steve's project? Project. No, here's product, the thing, right?
3: It's a thing. It's a thing. We couldn't have done this without Steve. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know exactly where I'm coming from. We were both, we were all working at the source at one time. You know right. what I'm saying? Between you, Ben, Nate, myself, you all have worked for people who love getting in the way who want to be all up in the video and, he, and he's
0: giving you like firm handshakes these days? Full
3: full firm handshakes. Beautiful Steve, no, come no, on to show no, man. No, <laughs> no scarf hands. No scarf hands. Come on man. Uh, he's never he's never been a scarf <laughs> hands guy with me, man. Yo. He's never been a scarf <laughs> hands guy. He's he's somebody who 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 really trusts our vision and trusts right. what we do, you know what I'm and saying? And I see and, that cuz
0: you have you guys have a lot of a lot of leverage in terms of how yeah. you run the brand and I, and I'm really amazed like yeah, you mean, know from working with you guys and and, and building with you guys and seeing where you guys I don't even think it's right to say I'm proud as much as like I you know like I'm I'm cheering you guys on man continued success. Thank you sir. You guys are friends of mine. You guys always have an open door. Wait, Henny Palooza next week? Yeah, oh man, I forgot. Henny
3: Palooza Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, Memorial Day oh, yeah. weekend at Webster Hall. We are completely. Can I
0: can I spray the water? Oh. the honey bottle. Oh, right I heard
3: there? I heard you. You got rave reviews last time. What so were the reviews? Your aim wasn't that was that hot. Like you was spraying girls
2: in the face. A a a hey, Edit
3: that out. Edit that out.
0: <laughs> now, yo, Family man listen, definitely. listen, listen, man. It was a great experience. Keep coming back, all right? Of course, man. Thank a- you. Thank internets, man. It.
3: Let's go. No, my
0: this episode of The Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.
2: Yo, this at Barbershop Bobby shop, Bobby. What's poppin', combat? I'm smoking my breakfast. Yo, I'm so glad you put, put the... Did the interview again with Corey. Yo. that shit was fire. I hope he gets every fucking nickel. You know what I'm saying? He 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 played the game fair. You can't hate on that nigga. You know what I'm saying? You can't hate on that nigga. And and yo, my dude, what the fuck is up with you and these no name Queens niggas, man? Come on, man. I ain't never heard of that nigga you interviewed before this other shit This up to Corey joint, man. Who the fuck is this polo nigga, man? Come on. Man, who, who fuck's with the low heads, yo? That's some 80s throwback shit. The niggas, they not no rap group, dude. Who the fuck still steals polo? Come on, man. You buy that shit from the fucking bootleggers and flavors. can't tell the difference fuck out of here with that shit man and for the love of god my nigga please please stop trying to finish niggas thoughts and sentences and shit man you be trying to just let the niggas talk man I know you gotta conduct the interview and everything and I genuinely like the fucking questions you ask but my nigga pump the brakes, let the motherfuckers tell the fucking stories. When you're telling the story, you ask them some other shit. Or you try to tell them some shit that they don't even say or mean. Nigga, that's just annoying. Somebody needs to be on the show and be like, nigga, I didn't say that. Or, nigga, stop putting words in my mouth. Man. Alright, nigga, that's That's enough hate for the day. Peace.
0: Los internetos, Los internetos, are you tuned in? You this in? is a special secret message. Special secret message, for combat, message Jack. For combat Jack, our first we're leg, first the Combat Jack Show, combat show tour, Jack show is happening at it's a happening. secret, location, secret near location near you secret in New York, you. City, New York City, specifically, specifically, Brooklyn. City specifically Brooklyn. Brooklyn, we're taking it home. Taking Stay home
2: tuned. It Specific Stay secret, secret location. Secret location. location.